Sherry disappeared. I know. I was talking about poop, pooping and puking at the same time, and she <laughs> left. I don't know what happened. Where in the world did Sherry go? Where in the world is Sherry fucking Salter? <laughs> what? Tell me where in the world. Sherry, do you have a beverage? Uh, wa water. Okay. Because we'll, we'll go H2O. around and say what we're going to drink. Say what we're drinking. Um, I got some juice I could drink, but I wasn't planning on it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's start this thing off. Let's go ahead and get started. Can I introduce it? Yes, do it. Okay. Welcome to the sorting chat. Don't laugh. I'll do it again. I'll do it again. Welcome to the sorting chat. I'm Dale. <laughs> That's Sherry. Oh, I'm Sherry. I'm sorry. You guys are supposed to pop in with your name. And I'm Lauren. Dale, what are you drinking? Since we're um, doing that, I'm drinking Moscato with a couple of ice cubes because I'm classy. Uh, and it's a, a celebratory drink. And why are we celebrating, Dale? Because it's the anniversary of my birth. Yes, it is Dale's birthday. Yes, and and I, and I will now tell you my birth story. Oh, God. That that I was born during a snowstorm in Fort Wayne, Indiana in 1985, and my father and mother didn't have a car, so my father had to carry my mother through the snow to a Catholic hospital, and then my mom was in labor for two days and cussed every nun out that was there. But then I came out, and I, here I am. <laughs> and then I was born. And then I was born, and then I was named after my grandfather, whose name was Dale, because they didn't know if I was a boy or a girl. I, I call BS on that part. I feel like there's a pretty fa- a fairly proven medical like method. There wasn't at the time. Like my mom didn't. They didn't know how to look. Oh, you mean they named you before you were born? <laughs> yes, okay. they named me before oh, I was okay. born. They said I will be Dale, regardless of if I have male genitalia or female genitalia. It didn't matter. I'm just going to be Dale. So there's my story. Sherry, what are you drinking, and what's your birth story? <laughs> Wait, are we really doing that? Uh, yeah. I'm not actually drinking anything. I have an empty cup of tea next to me that I drank previously it, and some water. Can it be a cup of tea, tea if it's, it's empty? empty? Oh, damn! Oh. That's the philosophical topic of the night. Is it still a cup of tea if it's empty? <laughs> so you're not drinking tea, and you were born. I'm not actually drinking anything. My water glass is also empty. So oh. is it a water glass? How were you born? How did that happen? <laughs> well, my mom and dad. Uh, well, I was born in Houston, Texas. Um, and I think I was several weeks late because my mom likes to say that I was born a month old, which really just means I was a fat baby. Um, <laughs> but I was several weeks late. And then she was just telling me this because Jen's about to have her baby. And they were talking about like how long you have to wait after your water breaks to go to the hospital. And my mom said that my dad mowed the whole yard. And then they waited for my grandmother to come over to babysit my brother before they went to the hospital. And then there was some sort of football game on. And the doctors and the anesthesiologist all watched the whole football game before they delivered me. <laughs> so that happened. That's a good story. It's like you were born in the 40s or something. 
And yeah, no, they just people... made my mom wait until the game was over because it was because sort of she's a woman game. and who gives a crap about yeah. any women. I mean, who cares? In her opinion, it was time for the baby to be coming out, and maybe the doctor and the anesthesiologist didn't think it was time yet. Right. Um, and they thought, well, the football game's on, so, you know. <laughs> I, I don't actually, I was, I was going to say I wasn't there, but I guess I was only, like, halfway there, so um, <laughs> I don't really know what happened. Halfway there, Sherry Thomas born. She was living on a prayer, because ain't nobody was paying attention to her. Lauren, what's your birth story? I want to hear. Well, first hear of what, all, what I'm happened drinking. to Brenda? I'm drinking. Oh yeah, that's right. Manischewitz, grape juice, and orange high C. It's delicious. Del- Don't make del- that face. Delightful. <laughs> I was born when I at the time when I'm. Let me start over. At the time when my mother went into labor, they were living in Escataba, Mississippi, which has no hospital. What? Um, there's no hospital there, so they had to drive to Mobile, Alabama, which is where I was born. That's crazy. And I like to tell people I was born on the USS Alabama, <laughs> <laughs> which is that, Dale, you've been to Mobile enough now to have seen yes. the USS Alabama. It's a battleship. Yes. Um, but you weren't, right? No, of course not. It'd be so okay. funny if, like, Brenda was, like, touring the USS Alabama and was like, <laughs> I'm going into labor. And they just and I was born on I was born on the stern on the port side. I don't know what a stern is. So let's talk about that book. It's called Harry Potter. It's not a book. Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Yes, I want to hear you what you guys think about it because you guys read it months ago. I literally just read it like on Friday. It's hard to remember because yeah, like I read it in. June. I read it like the, when it came out, July, like July. the day that it, like within a week of it coming out, I think. Yeah. And I, I have to say that I was really hyped for it. I mean, as I would, as anyone would be who loves, you know, J.K. Rowling and everything she writes, and I was very hyped. But I, w- it was a quick, it was an easy read, but there were, and there were great moments to it. Like there were moments that I was like really happy about, but. It did come off to me as something that somebody else wrote. Like it was something... very fan fictiony. Yeah, very fan fictiony. Like moments that you were like, maybe J.K. Rowling is like, eh, okay with that, but not like one hundred percent like cool with it. Like I, like it. I don't feel like it's canon. I don't feel like it's. I just feel like mm-hmm. it's a fun story, but I don't feel like it's canon to. Yeah. Like, what I believe in any yeah. sense is their future like i don't know right. i like i liked the new characters because i love um what is draco scorpius. malfoy's son's name i love scorpius, scorpius he was the so best part much, of the whole but like thing. all of the like plot stuff about like the time travel and like whatever and when it's like mm-hmm. super on the nose with them like doing like some sort of special mission with draco in the barn or whatever i was like this i just don't even understand how they thought that this was acceptable oh yeah and the whole fact that ron's married to padma patel and they have a kid and there's a kid that was birthed out of this like that's not existent really like that doesn't exist like that weirds me out like mm-hmm. so much that a kid was created but isn't, but is. Does that make sense? Like, I don't well, know. By all accounts, he sucked. Like, the the, <laughs> Patil, the Weasley Patel kid apparently sucked because he was always up to mischief. Uh-huh. But the part of the, the play that 
I almost just like put it away and was like, forget this, was that Snape was so honored that Albus Severus was named after him. I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. He hates Harry Potter. There's no reason that would change. Even if he died. Yeah. I don't see any reason why yeah. that would change. No, especially no. Ha- because he died. Let's just be right. honest. I feel like there's just like this, like after Snape dies, everybody wants to be like, oh, he's a hero and he's such a great person. And it's like, no, he like did this one kind of noble thing, but he's not a good person. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you can't just like, sort of like make him into someone that he's not just because he like did a good thing. Right. But he made, but I mean, I, I get what you're saying there. But even though he was, a, like, a dick most of the time... A butthole! The, yes, a butthole. A butthole, how Lauren says, a butthole! <laughs> like, let's just be honest, like, he was motivated by that decision that he made to protect Harry throughout the whole series. Like, even when he was mean to Harry, he always did do the right thing. Yeah, but thing. for her! Yeah, no, so I'm saying, like, he was being, you know again, like, noble or whatever, and he was doing this thing for Lily, but he's still, like, not really a good person. Like, if you think about how he treats, like, Hermione... Yes, right. It's yes. bullshit. I think we talked about this last <laughs> we time. We did. It makes me angry. But do... But are people measured by that? Like, and are they measured by... By how they treat others? No, no, not exactly others, but, like, in their, fi- in their major decisions in life. Like, I get what you're saying. Like, he was a dick to Hermione. He was a dick to Harry, he wasn't Neville. Neville, he wasn't a good person as far as how he treated others, but he also just wasn't ever treated well, you know, growing up. I'm not saying yeah. that that's an excuse for how he treats others. Obviously, you can have a really crappy life and 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 still be a great person. But I feel like even though like the circumstances, even though he did all these things, he had such a hard job to be this kind of mole, this double agent. You know what I mean? Like, that was just a seriously difficult thing to do, and he followed through with it, like, completely. Right. And he didn't and have to. Like, he didn't I, have to follow through. It's like, I, I guess, to, to sort of back up what you're saying, it's like all of our great heroes were assholes. Also. I mean, everybody's an asshole. But I feel right. like he was a special asshole. Like, there are, yes. like, Martin yes. Luther King Jr. did some assholey things. But on the whole. Right. He made good decisions. He was never, he, like, he wasn't secretly good and put out an expi- an exterior of assholery. He was secretly, right. he secretly did some things that are questionable but human. But he probably wasn't just an asshole to some kids for no reason. Right. I don't know but, why I'm thinking of Martin Luther King. I guess I always am. I guess I'm just that. I guess I'm just that woke. The fact that Snape did what he did was for the greater good, even the. But he was mad about it. He was pissed about the decisions that he had made originally. He was angry at Harry because of James. He made. He did make these little small decisions that, in essence, made him a butthole. But he did make the. For the greater good decision eventually. Like the better decision. He saved a lot of people. Let's be honest. By yes, no Harry. one is disputing this. Right. But, yeah. Like, I, but he I'm was a jerk. Like, so I, I get yeah. what you're saying. I get that he was a dick. I get that, you know. But I also do elevate him. Like there's an, for me there is 
a respect for him. And even Harry has yeah, this, I, like, crazy respect for him, even right. though he was mistreated by him on more than one occasion. Like, even Harry does love him. Sherry, would you like to rebut? I No, I'm just, I, I, I understand what you're saying. I just think that, like, you can separate those things. Like, you can say that, like, you can explain his behavior by kind of how he was treated and all of those things. Um, and then you can also say, yes, he did, like, save a lot of people and, like, took these actions that were kind of commendable. But, like, you can be both. You know, right. like you oh, can no, have I done this completely. really great thing and also be kind of a bad person. Um, right. And I, and I guess my know. point is that I, I elevate him higher, like in in my, he's higher in my esteem than I think maybe you guys is what I'm saying. You like, like him better than us. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying that I, the whole, like the assholery is not, it is pales in comparison to, to me. It's not as important in the grand scheme of of his narrative to me like i can get behind that 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 kind of gets to i don't know um it's different than the idea i just reminded me because you said for the greater good and it's just like are all of the shitty things you do to people acceptable because you like did you know one like really good thing well and Um, i guess that's true i mean that's when we're getting down to the nitty-gritty of ethics and what what makes someone good what makes someone not good like what decisions we make how they affect and others you what know? good I mean, how much good do you have to do to erase the bad things that you've done and i feel like um snape wasn't bothered by the bad things he'd done dumbledore was and that's the difference between those two people they both did some shitty things but one realized he needed to atone and tried to atone for the rest of his life and the other one didn't but he did he was not atoning for every shitty thing he'd done in his life. He was atoning for one mistake. And it was the mistake that cost him personally something. Well, it did cost him personally, yes. But I feel like he spent the rest of his existence trying to prove to Dumbledore that he was trustworthy. And Dumbledore, yeah. because and because Dumbledore trusted him, that put him even more in a position of esteem because he felt the trust coming from Dumbledore. It was almost like, you know, when someone expects something of you, it makes you want to be more, uh, to be better. You know what I mean? In some sense, but I do get, yeah, but I don't think he really, I don't think he really tried to be better in a lot of ways. I think like what Lauren's saying, like he was trying to make himself feel better for having made a mistake that caused Lily to die. Right. And so he's trying to like make up for that but he's not ever really just trying to be a good person or doing things to like save humanity. He's just doing things in the memory of a woman that he loved and in like an attempt to like all in that gray basket. Sorry. Zach (laughs) was asking me where my, my tax forms were like my W2s and things. Sorry guys. Did you tell him to check his butt? I should have. Well, but I said the gray basket. I'm sorry. No, okay, Sherry, can you reiterate that? Because I do want to hear what I do. I, I do want to hear what you had to say. I was just kind of agreeing with like what Lauren said that like I don't think that what he was doing was trying to atone for kind of all of all of his um, you know who he was as a person or trying to be a better person. I think he was trying to make himself feel better about or like trying to do something to counterbalance having caused Lily to die. 
I just think that like people tend to take that action as like this very noble thing and put him on a pedestal and act like that erases all of these other things that he's, you know, done. I think, let me bring your two narratives together because I think what JK Rowling was trying to do with these two very disparate characters is show what the power of love can do Two different kinds of love, you know, I mean, his very, he had a very specific love for a, for one person, Snape did. Yes. And that was what guided all of his actions. You can, you can analyze it further and say it wasn't love, it was guilt, but I think one is born out of the other, and that's one way you can look at it. On the other side, Dumbledore had a great love for, I want to say humanity, but honestly, real, he, for wizard kind, and... Ultimately, and his love for his sister and his guilt is what spurred yeah. his change, but it wasn't what kept him going. Like what you were saying about J.K. Rowling, because we do have to think about like like what she was trying to say with all this, because this, you know, and it is so obvious that she writes Snape in such a way that she has tremendous respect for him. So to me, like as a reader, that influences me like as a reader that may mean that I just don't think for myself that I'm a very well like I'm very influenced I'm very like optimistic and you know easily swayed you know or whatever which well no that's not how that works I mean that your the opinions supposedly the opinions that you that you form regardless of what the the author intended if that's how what you get from the text, it's valid, right? Well, the reason I get but, that from the text is mainly from the epilogue, you know, mainly from how Harry... Right. And also that how is Harry what she ends viewed, on. Yeah, like how <laughs> Harry viewed Snape and how she wrote the epilogue. And to me, and also like Snape's whole chapter, like the whole uh, chapter in the book where Harry um, gets all of his memories and he goes into the pensieve and he he's able to view at you know snape's movements and and all of that is it pensieve or is it pensive i don't know because i, don't I know, know I in always... one movie he says pensive which is like well what's the point of calling it <laughs> a, like what's the point of having a, a, a pun if you don't then say the pun right in my head i feel like it's pensive but like if you actually look at the way it's spelled it should probably be pensive but i don't well, but know like that's how, sieve. Sieve. No, that's that's how sieve. the word sieve is sieve. spelled I don't the know word anything. pen and sieve yeah but then in the movie sieve. michael gambon okay hold on hold on i have this come we I, okay i played harry potter seen it with my husband and a couple of friends which by the way is the worst anyway we played that Last weekend or the weekend before. And I had kind of an argument with two of my friends about who the better Dumbledore was. Oh, Richard I want to know what you guys think. Richard Harris. If he would have lived longer. Oh, my gosh. I mean, come on. He's amazing. Camelot. Like, he's so good. Sherry. I just don't. I mean, I, I'm not, like, that crazy about either of them, honestly. But oh. I didn't think that Richard Harris played it in the way that like I interpret Dumbledore or like the way that I envision maybe it's like more like a mix of the two because I think Gambon (laughs) had like this kind of not just whimsy but like he had like this almost like secrecy and weird I don't know she should have like Mm. some like intensity yeah he's very intense 
He's more intense than From Richard what I remember, Harris was. It's been a long time since I watched the first ones, but I feel like Richard Harris was kind of just like too like mellow and like whispery. Right. In a way. And he wasn't kind of like this... intense or like eccentric enough for how I, I am... think of Dumbledore. I'm 100% anti-Michael Gambon yeah. in those movies. Okay. I didn't like him at all. I, I didn't think he had... Read, he shouts too much. I read somewhere that he didn't even read any of the books, and that, like, made me lose a lot of respect for him, because I was like, the books are so important, like... Well, I didn't think he had any levity, hardly at all. One of In one of them, he yells all of his lines. Is that the fourth? It's the fourth Have one. Have you guys seen all those memes? About, they all yell um, all of their lines in the fourth. Those one. memes about the Goblet of Fire, like when he's like interrogating Harry about putting his name in, <laughs> and like how different it is from the book. Like the book is like very like, hey Harry, did you put your name in the goblet? And then on like the movie, it's like he's shaking him. You oh, like he, put, yeah. like he pulls him to the side. He's like. Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? <laughs> and what if Christopher Walken had been Dumbledore? <laughs> Harry, uh, Harry, you gotta know that, uh, it was love. Alas, it wax. <laughs> Hold on, can we just keep doing, uh, other people as Dumbledore? Can you do Michael King, please? Uh- <laughs> okay, Hold wait, on. wait, wait. I gotta think about it for a second. I laughed directly into the microphone. Uh, Master Harry. No, I can't. No, (laughs) it's too good. Uh, Michael Caine. I have a question about the pensive, or pensive is how we're saying it? Yeah. Why not? So here's my question. So when Harry goes into Snape's memory in the pensive, he doesn't follow Snape around, and it's Snape's memory. He follows his dad and Sirius and Lupin. Right, uh, this is the first time, right? Peter. Around, yeah. So he goes into Snape's memory and follows them around and hears them talking about Lupin being a werewolf. Right. So, like, what is to prevent if your memory is stored in that way in the pensive? What is to prevent you from just going back into your memories and like listening in on other people's conversations? Like, how is it that Snape's memory recorded or like contained all of the other things that were going on around it? And like, how is that possible? Like, you're saying basically, like, how is it that you can focus on other people in his memory that yeah. he wasn't focusing on? Conceivably, things that he didn't hear. I mean, conceivably. Because right. he found, he, he didn't find out about the werewolf thing until later. Um, but this is in the fifth, so he knew about it, right? No, 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 no. But Snape, at that point, like, this is in their, this is prior to when Snape uh, found out that Lupin was a werewolf in the past. In Snape's memory, Snape so did not know that, that Lupin was a werewolf. He didn't know when they were in school that he knew. Lupin was... He didn't know, and yeah, he knew when at the point when he, you know, when they tricked Came him into work. following them into the Shrieking Shack. Okay, which happened? What after? What you're saying, Sherry, is that she Snape did not overhear this conversation. How are we? To, why are we hearing it? Yeah, like, Maybe. how is it that he can go to some other part of Snape, like, to some other part of the setting where Snape's memory is happening? Like, how are... Maybe that's how it works. Like, maybe you can. Like, maybe but, the magic of it is, like... Yeah, like, that's what my... That's part of my question is, like, th- is that just something that is doable because of the pensive? And, like, how common are those? And is it something, like, Dumbledore Maybe it's, like, an amplified or... version. Like, even if Snape is in the vicinity, it's, like, the magic of it like it's amplified like you can hear other things and you can well, see 
more things in depth. It's like creepy surveillance, though. Yeah, I have I mean, two theories that have just arisen. One is that magically there is a radius. Yeah. There, uh, uh, the second theory is that if... The, let's imagine that someone else had a memory in that pensive um, from from that same day, and they overheard that conversation, or they were involved in that conversation, and that that pensive had, that memory had once been in that pensive, is it like building a puzzle? Like, if you have the pieces, oh. if all the pieces have been in there before, can you then begin to see a larger picture, if you are mm. compelled to, or will you be thrown up against a wall if, if, you know, if... If the radius thing makes sense, then, like, what would prevent people from just going back into their own memories and, like, listening in on everyone around them? And that's pretty creepy. Um, right. Yeah. But- the puzzle thing... A, I'm not sure where, like, another memory of that same scenario would have come into the pensive because it's just Dumbledore's pensive. But it just seems like if it were able to make those types of connections... Well, we have to assume... And this is not really a defense of that theory. We have to assume that Dumbledore has had a lot of memories in those, that some of which he obtained in ways maybe unsavory. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, but but yeah. I, ultimately, I just think it's um it's a an error of the plot device. Yeah, like yeah. also, I think so too. I just wanted to come up with a good explanation. Can we think too for a second that maybe like like from Lauren's theory of the puzzle coming together, like there could be a chance that one of the many marauders snuck in and put their you know visited and did thing you know what i'm saying i don't know like maybe some of their memories have made their way in there i don't know that theory is pretty cool to me though maybe this would be an interesting piece of fan fiction to write oh yeah totally (laughs) the time that you know maybe let's try and redeem james potter for once oh my gosh yeah maybe maybe he snuck in there terrible like the i think the only like the only but dale he did so many good things no, but he didn't. <laughs> like, what did he do? Like, what did he, he tried do? to save the life of he? He was a oh, he was a right. Dumbledore's army. You know, I've thought about that though. Like, I've totally thought about you know how, you know, the whole face off could have went. Like when Voldemort shows up at their house, and how he goes and tells you know he's like Lily, go you know go to Harry, go go up there, like, and he just gets like, of course, just annihilated immediately. Like, but is it not enough for him to be a part of the resistance? Is that not enough? Oh, yeah, because, like, I mean, we don't really know, like, kind of what they did in the order, but, like, they're in the prophecy. It says they defied Voldemort three times, so they were at least doing some kind of, you know, resistance right. work, right? Yeah, I mean, I feel like the reason he became better, but we also remember we talked about in one of the older podcasts that the whole reason that Snape, you know, gave... Voldemort, the information he gave him was because of James and his hatred for James and James's ill treatment of Snape. So really, the whole reason all of this stuff happened was because of him. Was because of Wait, him. Oh. Was because of Lupin. Was because of Sirius and how right, he treated Right, but we can't Snape. blame... I, I, I agree I, with you, I but you cannot blame true. somebody's evilness on... You know what I mean? Well, right. They're decisions, but I'm just saying that Snape's decision was ultimately, yes, you're right, was his own, but was influenced by how he was treated. I don't think that that's why, because, like, wait, are you saying that he gave the information to Voldemort just because James, like, didn't treat him well or because he knew that it had something to do with James? Because it... I feel like 
he gave the information, number one, because he was serving Voldemort and he wanted to help Voldemort. But the whole reason he was a part of the Death Eaters, the whole reason he was a part of all of that was because of, of what the Marauders did to him and the fact that Lily started choosing them over Snape and how Lily was seeing him. He kept seeing himself in Lily's eyes and the fact that Lily was, you know, leaning more towards them. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's absolutely true that he was bullied, but I do think, like, he had started going, like, hanging out with the soon-to-be Death Eaters before Lily... Because, like, in the in the in book seven, in those memories, like, she's, you know, still kind of his friend, but it's like, but why are you hanging out with, all like, all of those other... Basically, with the Death Eaters? I don't know. I feel like being bullied didn't really, like... He didn't have to turn on her and, like, calling her... Well, right, I don't and, like, think that things. that was in his intention. Like, we obviously don't know we we know that he would have never endangered lily or done anything to hurt lily but what i'm saying is like but like he did but okay i'm just saying that the ultimate trajectory of his decision making was influenced by the way that he was influenced sure i just don't think that you can you can like pin it all on the way that they treated him i guess what it comes down to and what you're saying i guess if we combined like what we're saying is that you know, obviously we do have autonomy over our decisions. Like we're not like, even if we're treated terribly, you know, we can choose to be better rise above and, and make better choices. But we can also say too, in this situation, yes, Snape made terrible decisions. And so did James Potter. Like, Oh yeah. And both of these things, you know, took a path that led to the eventual annihilation of the Potters. We're basically just agreeing that, like, everyone's awful. Yeah, we're agreeing everyone's awful and All terrible. All people are terrible. And then everybody <laughs> made terrible James Potter decisions. Potter is terrible. Like, Snape is Sna- terrible. But, like, honestly, that's one of the things I like about the books is that nobody's kind of this perfect, infallible character. Like, everybody kind of messes up. Exactly. Which is kind and- of what we tried to find the perfect guy, like, in the first episode, and we we never found one. Right. Except Dobby. Wait, think, the perfect... No, not Dobby. Not even Dobby. The perfect person. I said guy, but I meant that, like, as a... There is no... Yeah. yeah. Wait, why is Dobby too. not perfect? Oh, because he's obnoxious. Dobby is perfect. <laughs> no, oh, he's well. obnoxious. Well, because... Well, because he got Harry in trouble in the second... In the second oh, book. He got... He got Neville. him, like... Yeah, we did talk about Neville, didn't we? We talked about Neville being near oh, to perfect. He's just kind of like bad at magic, so. Well, <laughs> yeah, but but the thing is, but as far as being a good person, not like yeah. a talented or but just like a wholly like good person. Mm-hmm. Um, we can also mm-hmm. say McGonagall because McGonagall's mm-hmm. awesome and amazing. <laughs> no, because McGonagall is um is uh overly judicious. But I like yes, that. that is exactly what I was gonna say. No, but I love that about her. Like, yeah, you can I, like it, but it's also a a, a, a negative. It's a yeah, character like, flaw. So, are we, okay, so character flaw wise, so we're gonna talk about. Let's just go down the line on everyone's character flaw then, because that apparently <laughs> seems to be the thing okay. that we know how to pinpoint. <laughs> um, okay, well, Harry is um, a hothead. Um, he's he whiny. Can't keep his fucking mouth shut. Well, he's kind of whiny, but listen, like, he went through so much, so it's like, when he whines, I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, but the fifth book, I just remember wanting... He's so annoying he's in the so fifth He's so annoying book. in the fifth book. But up until then, you're just like, oh, man, poor little kid who had to be stuck in a cupboard and his, you know, Dursleys and everybody's terrible to him. And The fifth book, all of his um, dialogue is in, like, all caps. He's, like, so 
like I, Lauren, did you say hot-headed? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that what you said? Yeah, he like doesn't think things through, you know, and he makes stupid decisions. Yes, that's right. Okay, so he's like... Which a he's dis- a child, but... He doesn't think well, about true. things. The thing that annoys me, like the stupid thing he does that annoys me the most is in the fifth book when he breaks into uh, Umbridge's office to use the fire to talk to Sirius. And I'm just like, why didn't you just use the mirror? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and that's basically got time. people killed. Like, whenever anybody says anything about to J- to to Rowling about that, is the fact that you don't. It's like real life. You don't always remember things. You don't always under. You know. Yeah, make the but right like, and also like when he when he got the gift from like when Sirius gave it to him, he didn't even open it. He just like he was like, no, I'm not going to do that because it's going to like you know cause him to do something irrational, irrational like leave the yeah. house or like whatever. he's trying to think about serious. And then it's like, no, you're just being dumb. Right. Um, like, use sorry, the impressive mirror time. that, you know, yes. Okay, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Okay, let's go to Ron. Ron is, um, he has no self-confidence. He is, he's jealous, which is one of the things in the, um, in the play that they made it seem like uh, they couldn't fall in love if he wasn't jealous of her. Let me lay it out because you, I just read it and you guys haven't read it. So the reason why he marries Padma Patil in this alternate dimension is because um, Hermione never goes to the Triwizard Ball with um, Crumb. So Ron never gets jealous. So he never sees her as more than a friend. Right. Hmm. As though, as though jealousy is necessary or as though also i think that wasn't the only time he would have been jealous though of course he was always jealous of like he's always jealous of you know or not even jealous it's like a mixture of jealous and like the lack of self-confidence because like he's always feeling like he doesn't measure up to like harry or hermione even or you know or his sibling any of his siblings Yeah. yeah which is one of the like um biggest things that i as much as i love rupert grant because I do. And it's not really his fault, but... Well, not entirely his fault, but, like... They just didn't give Ron a fair shake in the movies. No. They didn't give his yeah. character a fair shake. He didn't have a lot of dialogue. Like, he didn't He wasn't really have... that funny. He's there for, like... Com- well, he's there, like... I feel like he's there for comedic effect in the movies. Like, he just, you know, does occasional funny things, but they're not, like, that funny. Yeah, it's not because he, as a person, is funny. It's, like, he's the butt of the joke rather than the guy making the joke. And he's funny in the books. Oh no, yeah, he's more like like Sherry was saying. He's got he's got more gumption in the books. And I like him so much in the books, which is why when Malfoy comes out and says, "Hey, asshole, you were born in a trash can," <laughs> and and he gets tongue tied and can't say anything, it's like you know a guy like that. I am that guy. I am Ron yes. Weasley because I feel like I I can be funny and I can say some things, but if you are mean to me. And it comes yeah. out of nowhere. I cannot rebut. Ron is the guy who spends weeks after thinking up the insults he should have made. Yeah, and I love Ron because, like, he spends, like, you know, the, all seven books being kind of overshadowed by his, like, kind of smarter and, like, more accomplished and more famous or whatever, like, friends. And he still, like, sticks it out. And he's still, he's just, like, so, I mean, occasional lapses. He's, like, super dependable and he's there for them even when like he's constantly feeling like you know overshadowed and when people say they don't get it took me a while to come around um because although harry uh i'm sorry hermione and draco was my ship really hermione and harry was my ship for a long time until until i got 
I don't know. I got there at some point. I fell in love with Ron, and then I started daydreaming about him. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just feel like I, I totally understand. I, I feel in subtle tones. Yeah. Literally, like, tones and, um, and impressions, if not words. You feel their relationship growing and their love growing yeah. and the frustration that they can't, for whatever reason, communicate. And you know people like that. And maybe you were people like that. I feel like a lot of it at the beginning, like, their relationship at the beginning is very much centered around Harry. Yeah. And, like, they are both, like, equal parts enamored with and exasperated with Harry. Exactly. But, like, it, it takes it takes a lot of time before you get to the point where they are just, like, close to each other without like relying without on Harry him. as kind of like yeah. a middle person. Like and so I think it's like book. at the point where like yeah, like so at the seventh book for sure, but even a little bit before that, like they have these moments where it's like they've kind of moved past like just being I don't know, sidekicks. I love that the books have a great romance and it doesn't involve our main character. I mean he gets a right. girlfriend but literally who gives a shit. Like who cares? Yeah. I remember yeah. actually in my very first read, I'm going to be honest with you guys, like my very first read of Harry Potter, I did not see that coming at all. I did not see the Harry and Ginny thing coming at all. Nobody did. It came out of fucking nowhere. No, I think like it, it came. I, mean, I think it's like kind of maybe because I'm she stupid. was so in love with him at the beginning and then you're just like, oh, you know, oh, that's sweet or whatever. Like, but I think more than just being about, like, Jenny, it's kind of Harry just kind of marrying into the Weasley family. Exactly. And it's, like, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's a love story that's it's less about easy. him getting a girlfriend and more about him getting a family, right? Right. And Which, like, he had without Jenny, but still, like, now he's, like, kind of formally tied right. to the family forever. What she's done with Jenny Weasley is give us, very, in, in fits and starts, basically, because we don't hear that much from her. But give us a glimpse of a, of a woman who has come through trauma and become self-actualized on her own. Um, and then she, and then they sort of slut-shame her a little bit, like her brothers do. And she's like, get the fuck off my back. The author does not. Her brothers do. Her brothers do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and another thing, like, you know, what Lauren kind of touched on about the fact that, you know, she did have that experience with Tom Riddle. Like, she's the only other one who... In, in the stories who've really kind of had that close proximity to Voldemort as Harry. Like, so mm-hmm. I feel like that's another kind of thing that I guess she draws on as a connective point between Harry and, and Ginny. What would be a good spell if you wanted coffee to come out of your wand? Instead of aguamenti, because that's water, um, it would be like... Caffeinatus. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Caffeinatus? <laughs> Ca- uh, like, ca- ca- caffeine. Ah, uh, fuck, I don't know. How about coffee Or Java... Coffee Java... Java corpus. Ar- because, like, okay, so, like, Arabica. if we're talking about, Arabica. like, Arabica. Actual... Arabica! There you go, that's it. Arabica. We must have talked about in our whole lives together at some point. The fact that it just sounds like... <laughs> It, the fact that it sounds like abracadabra, she took yeah. the one that we all knew and turned it into a death spell. Uh, yeah, yeah. She like completely <laughs> demonized this like hor- this spell that we've heard like magicians say like that pull rabbits out of their hats. The idea is that like f- magicians who don't really do magic 
somehow picked up on the number one thing you're not supposed to say and turned it into like into nonsense. But maybe maybe they were just trying to make coffee come out of their wands. Maybe. <laughs> Arabica Cadabra. Arabica Is that Ooh, what Arabica Dabra? Arabica Cadabra. Uh, Arabic Cadabra. Like that breaks um, Goshawk's rules of whatever because you would need water and then you would need coffee beans and then you would need heat, like all in one. Yeah, but thing. there's some spell that you can like make wine come out of your wand or whatever. Or like Molly Weasley's always making like, you know, French onion soup come out of her wand. I think you just have to like somehow be- have had the ingredients. Can I take this opportunity something? to rag on Molly Weasley once more? Yeah. <laughs> Let's not. Okay, they want to talk about how she's such a good cook and everything. Uh, no. If you're just making it come out of your wand, fuck you, lady. She's not making it come out of her wand. She is getting the ingredient. She has a bowl of it, and she's using her wand to dispense it. Oh. That is what's uh-huh. happening. Okay. She's made okay. it. Well, if I think it's of any just- other reasons why she sucks, I will let you know. I, I love Molly Weasley. Do I? I don't really care. I love Molly Weasley. Here's why I'm mad at her in my heart. Is that because she, she reminds, doesn't have a job. Well, no, because she reminds me of the way she treats Harry, which is different to how she treats her own kids, um, is how my mom used to do to me when my friends were over. Like, she would let them do anything. They could get away with anything. Boy, and I got your in trouble. Mom used to make me, your mom used to make me pina coladas every time I came over. <laughs> You could get away with anything. Dude, Brenda, Brenda is so sweet when you come to her house. Like she's like, "Do you want these Oreos? Do you want these Doritos?" Like she just like here, take let me everything. live in her house for months. That's true. She let me live there she too, really but I got shit for it. Yeah, but she did just let say... me live in her house for no good Lauren, reason. Lauren, did you just say shit fart? <laughs> shit for it. <laughs> so now that I have a kid, when her friends come over, I am I'm just gonna be mean. I'm just mean to her friends. A little bit. I'm not. It's just like, I want them to know that my kid... Is better and more important. Yes. <laughs> no, Lucy. it's more like, um, I don't Lucy want... first. I... <laughs> yes. Uh, what Lucy if, is like, might. they're incredibly it's... sweet, like, and they are amazing? No, it's like not them. like that. It's more like, for the first couple years of her life, I would do like my mom did, where I would only get on to my own kid... Um, expecting the other parents to go ahead and do their job. Oh my god! And get on to their kids, and, and because I didn't feel like, I feel like when there's a guest in your home, you don't, you know, not you when they're children. Defer. You defer to <laughs> See, the guest. Exactly. But now, as they get older, I'm like, don't do that shit. Do wizards have birth control or like contraception? Oh. What's their deal? How are everybody at Hogwarts not getting knocked up? Oh, girl, you know there's birth control spells. You know it. Yeah, but is there's it like a spell or is it like pro- is it... prophylactics? No, I don't think that they use anything regular. I mean, let's be honest. There's no real muggle anything, right? They don't have a wizard CVS. Yeah, right, so like so... what are they What are they doing? What's, and and we have them. They're not getting potions. We ha- the... Yeah, maybe. Yeah, like we we got to be honest. we got to think or, about... Like, does Madame Pomfrey have, like, that's a morning what I was after gonna, potion? I mean... That's what I was going to say. Madame Pomfrey... Madame Pomfrey is a staunch feminist. That's she the is only a thing staunch I feminist. Say. Word. I don't know... I mean, I'm I'm writing this story in my head. I don't know that she is, but... I think she One is. has to assume that if she is uh, a dedicated... Uh, a dedicated uh, medical professional, then she uh-huh. is... 
dedicated to providing birth control. I would like to think that it's a topical um, application to the genitals. But it could also be like a spell. You could just like, you know. I don't know. But then can we Dual can we like talk about like the Weasleys because they have like a ton of kids like can we say that it's maybe not maybe that they're accessible? not that good at magic? <laughs> maybe I mean like I don't know like maybe it's just not very accessible. Maybe it's like the old days where it was like some sort of like I'm gonna say like poultice like herbal like smashed up in a freaking I know what uh, it is guys. Thing. They're like um they're like wizard naturalists. And they don't the believe in tradition. Yeah, well, they're probably not, but I'm just saying this is a theory. They're wizard naturalists. They don't believe in traditional wizard medicine. So they're using. They're like. Um, what's they're the wizard thing? Christian science? Scientists? No, 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 no. They're like. Um, what's that kind of fake medicine? Um, oh, not, homeopathy. Hom- they're homeo. They're wizard homeopaths. So they believe no, because that... when Arthur gets when Arthur gets attacked, they go to the regular hospital. Yeah, they do. Oh, okay, yeah. you're right, you're right. I'm just saying it would be a fun theory. Well, you know who definitely is fun. a wizard homeopath? Xenophilius Lovegood. Yes, yeah, like, he's really... an anti-vaxxer. He's an... We've we've been over how how Luna is is an anti-vaxxer. So anti-vaxxer. Oh yeah. I feel like wizard contraception in in the magic world it has to be a two person thing. Like it, you can't just. Mm. You can't just apply a potion or whatever to one person's dick or whatever. <laughs> like, I, I feel like you it has to be you both drink it or you both okay. say the spell together. I feel and like I, it's a, yeah, I feel like it's a spell, not a potion. Yeah. I feel, what, I, I feel like it's a concoction of something, like a really difficult to make potion. Because... The Malfoy's it's, only had one. I feel kid. like if it were really difficult to make, you would have a lot more pregnant uh, Hogwarts students. Do you really think? Yeah, because there's no there's no oversight. I don't care if you can't get into the girls. There's which, by no the way, supervision. That is the most sexist thing in in the Harry Potter books. Is that the boys can't get yeah. into the girls' rooms, but the girls can get into the boys' yeah. rooms. Yeah, so again, that assumes the girls aren't just going to go into the boys' rooms, which is a stupid assumption, and so there would be a lot more pregnant uh, Hogwarts students. Okay, but why is it never mentioned? Like, okay, the only time, the only physical books. thing, that's what I'm saying, like, the only physical thing that's mentioned is snogging. Because, like, and really, the intensity of that only really is between Lavender and Ron. Like, you don't really hear about... Well, you wouldn't, again... It's almost like it's a non-issue. I think that's only because it's not included in the story, not because it's not happening, because it's being written right. for, like, One has to audiences. assume. And here's what I think. Yeah. I think that because they are Hogwarts students, they are provided with certain wizard health care um, that, mm. that they may or may not be uh, have access to in their daily lives. Like, she... Madame Pomfrey, we must assume, is a highly skilled and highly trained medical wizard. But that if you were outside of Hogwarts, you would have to pay a, a sizable fee to have this spell done. Because um, let's assume it's a complicated spell and it only works for a certain amount of time. So if you want to... You know, it's like going to get your... It's like... It's either like get it, going every month to get your f- prescription refilled if you're taking pills... Or it's like getting the, you know, what's that implant? You know, maybe you like an implant. Yeah, like what if they just get like an IUD and then it's like it wouldn't be like a real big deal. They just get it, you know, like a magical. But I feel like like there are time that lasts for a while. 
Right. That that spell, I think, is probably way more difficult to do than the yeah. once a month spell. Either way, you got to pay somebody highly skilled to do it. Um, yeah. Because there is but no you wouldn't wizard have to be doing it like every time, you know. Right. Have you guys ever heard of the? Um, sorry, getting a little off subject here, but the the whole insinuation that Jenny and Harry um, have intimacy intimate times outside in the co- in the fields of, of Hogwarts or something no. like, there's, like okay where's so, your textual backup for this <laughs> like there's like okay so they're in the sixth book when they're like together for like the however many weeks they're together before they break up like they they hang out a lot and he and he makes reference to the things that happen like by the trees or something and you're like, okay, so, and so there's just a lot of, like, between the lines, like, if you read it, there's a lot of speculation that people are saying that they did other things. Maybe, but I have to assume they wouldn't go and do it in the broad light of day. Out in the field, yeah. Like, yeah, in the field. Like, but, like, like, not in the field. Like, we're assuming trees and things are blocking things and shade, you know. But, like, and come on, like, they're wizards. I mean, they can do spells. Like they could be like, "Oh, yeah, I mean, he does have that invisibility cloak." That is true. Oh my gosh, you're That's right. Good point. Good point. Like he could total Muffliato. Oh yeah, God. and all those like weird Muff Liano. Oh, gross. <laughs> because of her, because of genitalia. Yeah, got we got we got it we got it. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So I guess so the it's fact entirely that we're possible about... to assume that they did sex. Meanwhile, Hermione's blowing Ron left and right on this trip. Like, <laughs> I don't think that implication exists. No, no of course not. Okay, what's the magical item that you would most have want to have besides a wand? Like we're assumed we have a wand. Okay, um, anything that the inside is bigger than the outside. Yeah, mm-hmm. like like Newt Scamander's suitcase. Yeah, yeah. Anything I can mm-hmm. live in. Right. That is not a house that I can that that make uh, that allows me some Ooh. freedom. That tent that you know that they live in. That's but like. But frankly, yeah. the, the suitcase is better, man. Now yeah, that you brought I mean, that yeah. up, the suitcase is better. The suitcase would be amazing. Briefcase or whatever. I, yeah, because it is kind of nondescript. <laughs> My first impulse is to say that I would want a pensive, but at the same time, like, I spend enough time in my head. Like, Ugh, I don't really need yeah. to, like, relive any more of my memories. Yeah, no, thank you. I um, do not want to relive. Let's, like, going to maybe... a psychiatrist forever. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> maybe the invisibility cloak. Yeah. I See, mean, I'm not that interested That might be in too not... easy. I feel like everything in, like, when we talked about what magical abilities we would have last time, I said I would be queenie. Because it's like the domestic stuff. Really what I'm looking for is anything that can make my... I don't want to be a, a hero. I just want to be me, but easier. Yes, like, yeah, but no, I think I get, an invisibility cloak would do that. I just don't want to have to... Like, well, that's what I was going to say. I can apply that. I can apply that to my home situation. It's like I can live anywhere under an invisibility cloak. Like, I live in this <laughs> mall now. <laughs> but like would you really want to live in that mall like i'd want to live at ikea sure why not <gasps> she's shaking her head because she's got ikea furniture i love ikea <laughs> okay so it's just ikea is very overwhelming not if you live there you'll get to know it swedish meatballs i what? don't think that i would pick the invisibility cloak because i don't really care to be invisible 
I, 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 it would be a, a hard toss-up between the invisibility cloak, which would allow me to rob banks and buy any house I want, mm. and the suitcase that I can live in. Yeah, I would You're say, very I would concerned say with housing. I sure am. I would say either the suitcase or the, like, never-ending tent that's awesome. Yeah. Um, because no, yeah, something something with an undetectable extension charm would be cool. But the thing is, you have a wand; you can just put an undetectable extension charm on anything. Right. Okay. What would I, what would you put an undetectable extension cord? What would you live in if you could live in anything? <laughs> oh I'm my looking, gosh! I'm looking around the room. Uh, well, you'd there's... have to be able to fit to get into it. I think. Right? Yeah. Because like, they can't. It's not like they can get into the bag, right? Like they can't get into Hermione's bag. Um, I think that they, the, I mean, theoretically, yes, because it is bigger on the inside. So she could... Yeah, but, like, you wouldn't fit into the opening. I think you have to be able to fit Well, into the... I guess that's true. Because, like, remember in, like, Newt's commander's case, like, when uh, yeah, Kowalski, like, kind of gets stuck for a minute? Yeah. But at the same time, the Crumplehorn Snorkak or whatever does manage to make it into the case, so I don't know. They're playing fast and loose with magical rules. I think magic just means that you can make anything bigger or smaller to fit anywhere all the time. Like, it's just, like, whatever. I would put an undetectable extension charm on... Uh, I'm looking around my house like I have something <gasps> yeah, here oh, that I would want to live that's what I'm in. doing. Ooh, um, my van. <laughs> my <flip laughs> oh, that's a great idea. That's a fantastic like idea. Van. Because, like, you could travel in it because it's, like, an RV, but then you would, like... Would yeah, it make it harder to drive? Like, I don't because think from so. the inside... Well, I mean, does it... it doesn't does seem like the ministry... have a problem carrying his suitcase? I mean, No, no, like... no, because or, like, he's not inside the... the suitcase. Yeah, but, like, with the ministry cars, they make them, like, you know, way bigger on the inside, and they still seem to be able to drive them okay. Let's, let's talk about, real quick, because we kind of we're supposed to talk about the play but we didn't really other than to just sort of express <laughs> other than that the it, fact that we didn't really like we it we didn't love it and it exists but as i fan love service. scorpius malfoy yeah scorpius we all like scorpius. Scorpius. um and malfoy. now draco and harry are best friends it's Kinda basically dumb. just like they took all the greatest hits of what fans wanted and put <laughs> it in there it, with the okay, exception wait, wait, of... Talk about the, can we talk about the, um, really, really quick, can we talk about the whole fact that Voldemort and, um, freaking Bellatrix, Bellatrix like, procreated <laughs> and reptiled? It's so like, gross. It's so stupid. It's so weird. It's so... Yeah, but it, it also so, so like, out of character. Like, I don't know um, if it is. It's out of character was, for him, she but she... Totally she that's what I'm it. saying, like, Voldemort does not seem like the kind of person, like, the only reason he would do it it's because of this contingency plan. Like, he would not want to have relations with any person. But the contingency plan of the idea that that somebody would come back to retrieve him is the But I don't think that way. he would, honestly, that I don't think he would... He doesn't even believed that he that he would need a contingency plan. No, but also like he doesn't That's true. Like, trust other people or have com- like he doesn't put his confidences in That's other true. people. And so I don't think he would like trust someone to carry out. A I specifically plan. don't think he would trust a woman. I think he's got all those hangups. The whole thing just seemed weird, honestly. It was it like, was the whole fairly all just badly thought out. I yeah. mean, why, but but then again, we gotta understand too. Like J.K. Rowling totally approved this. Like she was like, "Cool, I yeah, know. whatever." Like, and I, yeah, but I don't think she was like that involved, honestly. But like, how 
involved would you have to be for people to pay ton I mean literally tons of money to come see this play? I mean literally and, and that yeah. we're missing something by not having seen the play that you, that it's difficult to get the kind of I don't want to say I mean maybe they communicate more things than than we can than we can pick up from just the text through the performance cuz that's the whole point of visual media is that their performance right. informs but anyway I the only the only greatest hits beat that they missed was uh what for for my money was um you know the secret romances between people who who shouldn't have them like Draco and Hermione or like Harry and Snape or something like that or Harry and Draco and they sort of fulfilled that by having Scorpius fall in love with Rose yeah <laughs> like, yeah that's adorable. Scorpius so is adorable. It is. She seems like a bitch, but <laughs> I wish they the would have whole... just made the play about Scorpius and Albus and Rose and like forget all of the time travely stuff and Harry and <gasps> Yes. All of oh it. Like, gosh, why didn't they just make it about the kids and like dealing with their, you know, emotional baggage? I would have yes, so much rather read that. It doesn't have to be sensational. Like it doesn't have to be the sensational yeah. epic thing. It could be that okay, Albus gets uh put in Slytherin. Well, I like that she was testing Harry on, that this story was testing Harry on that speech, which was, oh, I'll love you no matter what. Well, will right. you? Like, yeah. will you? Exactly. But does it, I can't remember because it's been a while. Does he tell him not to hang out with Scorpius? He does at one point. Yeah. That, I'm just like, I don't buy that. Like, I don't believe. Like, that seems out of like, character. I just can't accept that. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things. And know. also the whole, like, oh, the whole idea that, oh, Harry didn't have a father. So how does he know how to father? Do you know what I'm saying? How does that's... he know how to father? Yeah, like... Well, he that's... knows how to father. Mm. Do you know what I... Oh, yeah, well, there yeah. you go. But you know what I'm Doesn't saying? Doesn't know how to dad. Anybody can be a father, but it takes a special wizard to be a dad. <laughs> <laughs> can you please cross-stitch that on something for me? Or, like, put it on a mug? <laughs> My least favorite part of the play is, like... Well, obviously, my dad had this ter- time turner made, and it works perfectly. Obviously, one exists that is perfect for our story needs. I gotta say that um, Dale dropped out of the call, and we can't get her back. So it's just me and Sherry. Dale just the separated. Uh, yes, um, Dale went. Dale got kicked beyond the curtain of oh. <laughs> this mortal coil. We love you, Dale. We miss you every day. Um, so Sherry's gonna shut it down. Thank you for listening. This has been The Sorting Chat. Arabicadabra, everybody. Bitches!